Hey, it's Dean and Red, and we're the host of Essentially on the Rocks, a podcast built for after the 9 to 5. Yes, when being professional is no longer required. Come hang out with us. We drink whiskey, craft beer, talk shit, and laugh. We mostly talk shit to each other's face. And you did drink that wine I got you pretty fucking fast. I accept this, but don't act like you don't get smashed on $2 moonshine. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Join us on Essentially on the Rocks. New episodes released monthly. Hi, uh, everyone. <laughs> this is Midwest Madness. Um, welcome back. It's another Tuesday. Um, it's your true crime cult conspiracy and cryptid podcast i'm emily and danielle told me to start recording without her and she said just trust me and there's it's our birthday oh it is it's my best mother's birthday is it really already yeah we are one year old tomorrow oh from God. when this is posted serious don't touch serious so i got us a cake oh she got <laughs> us a cake and it's got our logo on it that's so I wanted, I wanted your reaction <laughs> I saw on the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is going to be really loud for everyone. But So happy birthday. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. One year. Who would have thought? That's been a quick year. Um, if you've been with us since the beginning, thank you. You survived. You made it. <laughs> We're really proud <laughs> oh of you. God, I'm so sorry. I just coughed right into the microphone. Emily's still sick. Yeah um cool that's awesome yeah so um the wednesday after we post so what the 16th 16th is our birthday god happy birthday to us i know i was gonna say happy birthday but (laughs) i changed my mind thank god no offense (laughs) hey we both suck at singing you're better than i am hey but But happy birthday is just an awkward one to sing in the first place it is how about happy happy birthday for my puppies to you (laughs) we wish it was our birthday so we could party too it is our birthday so we can party that was the smallest cake i could get so you're gonna have to take some home oh jesus christ (laughs) okay but i did take a picture of it already so we can post it on our instagram but yeah i wanted to do something kind of fun because it's our birthday yay one year officially yeah it doesn't it equally seems that long and not that long right yeah, yeah. so cool all right <laughs> that's why it was kind of an awkward start i was like i don't know i saw a box i was like i have no idea what this is gonna be <laughs> and but i okay. literally just looked over at her before we started recording and i went um just trust me and just start recording just do it just start and she's like okay <laughs> Cool. Um, sorry about that loud beginning because <laughs> it was loud. I saw it, but yeah, sorry. Not sorry. We should be back to normal. Now. Yeah. Um. Cool. So again, thank you for sticking around. If you've been here with us since the beginning, if you're new, welcome. You have a whole year of episodes to catch up yeah. on now. Congratulations. It's. I'd be so. I sh- we should go back and listen to like our first episodes and I see. I actually listened to the Glen Sheen one probably more than I should I really, really I love that one I think it's so good I th- it's good because I feel like I knew that one by like heart almost yeah. like I didn't yeah. really even need to and it like I had such a personal connection to it yeah but I also feel like I just like sped through it really quickly and was just like nervous I remember like my heart was beating so fast really I don't know like it was it's like when you give a speech in class like okay and you just like kind of start talking yeah. and you forget to breathe a little bit yeah that's kind of what i felt like but i didn't know that i didn't know you were nervous 
Yeah, I was. My first one was um, House of David. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that one was nuts. That one was really fun because it was like finding the research is really cool and like it was something I'd never heard of before. I've never heard a podcast do it. And so it was like, oh, this is a new thing. Yeah. So. Where did sometimes, you get that cake, by the way? <laughs> um, festival. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you guys have stories you want us to do or please suggestions. Please um, Also. We need to get a theme song. <laughs> we need to get a theme song. And also, um, we have talked about doing. Where's my phone? Um, doing a little giveaway here, and since it's our one year, we might as well do it now. Um, so, let's see if I can find the text. I think you wanted them to write a review. Yes. So, we would love it if you guys would leave us a review on iTunes. Um, and then unfortunately, you'll also have to do a step two to that to make sure that we give the prize to the right person. Do you want them to just screenshot and like DM it to yes. us? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because then we'll have record and then we're going to just randomly pick somebody. And um, I think we were going to do a tote bag. Let's see. Um, we'll send, them, send you a tote bag, some stickers, and a t-shirt. And I will make those. They'll be screen printed. Handmade with love. Yes. So if there are... How long do you want to give errors? people... Why don't we go until March? Okay. So, so the first episode we do in March will... Yep. Do we want to announce the person on here? I think we should. Okay. So if you're not okay with us announcing it, put... Or like... Just make a little note. Yeah. Add a little note to your sc- your screenshot and say like, use this name or don't announce it on the podcast or whatever. And, and, and one of us will be And just make sure you're with okay you. with us having your... Us having your address as well. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to, like, come and stalk you and find you or anything, but, like, we don't care that much. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So, that'll give people, like, two weeks. I think that's enough time, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. All right. You want to get into it? Yeah. So, um, my episode, I have uh, self-titled Missing in Iowa. So, okay. Because I have... Um, four different stories of missing women in Iowa. Um, and I actually got this idea from listening to, um, the Find Jody podcast mm. because like everybody knows if you're from Iowa, the story of Jody who's in truth. Right. You know, and like, even if you're not from Iowa, tons and tons of people know about it because it's such a big deal. I think they just did a... They did just do a 2020 yeah, or a Dateline something or something. Like that, yeah. I think it was Dateline. My friend Ashley sent it to me. And I don't then think I, it was Dateline because I listen to their podcast and they post them really quickly. Mm, it the was, episodes really quickly after. Because I listened to 2020 um, podcast and Dateline's podcast and I, it was on one of them. Um, But yeah, it, that it's just a story that everybody seems to know. And uh, was it called The Investigation? I don't know. No, it wasn't. Um, anyways, <laughs> it was it was one of the bigger, bigger... Um, could have been 48 hours, too. Oh, it could have been 48 hours, too, because I also listened to that podcast. Anyway. Um, but so when I was listening to the Jody Who's in True, like the Her Fine Jody podcast, they mentioned a couple of people that are also missing, and no one seems to really be looking for them like they are for Jody, which is really very sad but also kind of understandable because like 
I think the reason that the Jodie Who's in Truth one has gotten so much attention is because she was a well-known figure in the community. Yeah. And when you are a member of the press, you might feel like you have like this kinship to Jody. So she's going to get more press attention because you're like, oh my God, this could have been me. This could have been my colleagues. This could have been my sister. You know, it right. could. So it, it just kind of connects more with those people. Um, so I kind of wanted to give a little attention to some of the other cases there. Um, so I actually have two from Mason City and then two from other parts in Iowa. Um, the first one that I'm going to talk about, and another reason, like, I think that these are so unknown is because you can see my notes. There's not very much. No, there's not a lot on some of these cases. Right. And that makes it really hard for investigators and people to to look for them and to find them. So I'm not trying to, like, say that one case deserves more attention or doesn't deserve as, you know, like, I'm just saying, like, I can understand it. And it's just tragic in in any sense of the word. It's just sad because, like, these people deserve to be found. Right. Um, so the first one I'm going to talk about is uh, Grace. Oh, shooties. I had her name on here as the title, and then I changed it. I think it's Escaval. Grace Escaval. Um, I'm going to double check just to make sure because... I'm a ding dong and I got rid of it. So, miss- sorry. <laughs> do, 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 do. <clears throat> um, I can talk about random things if you want me to. That sounds great. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, nope, I got it. It's Escaval. I was right. So you're right. Yep. So, um, Grace went missing from mason city iowa on june 10th 1983 can i ask a quick question Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you know the answer to this i can't remember what year jody went missing like are these around the same time um i think jody went missing in 94 okay she went missing around when you were born okay so like the year you were born okay so it was in the in the mid 90s um 94 96 i can't remember okay but so no this one's quite a bit earlier earlier Mm -hmm. um so, even in here, I was like, now the city of Mason, city Iowa, might sound familiar to longtime listeners because this is the same, oh, 1995, I have it. <laughs> the same city that Jody, who's in Troot, went missing from in 1995. Um, Grace was 25 years old when she went missing. She was a very small woman, only 4 foot 11, and was described as a Hispanic woman with brown hair and brown eyes. On June 10th, 1983, she went out with some friends after leaving her six-year-old daughter, Angie, with her parents. The next morning, Grace's parents brought Angie home and found that Grace was missing. Inside the house, they found Grace's bed had been turned down as if she was going to bed. Her wallet and her driver's license were also inside the house. So it seemed like she had made it home the night before. Mm -hmm. And then got all ready for bed, was about to go to bed, and then something happened. Okay. Um, Her social security number hasn't been used since she disappeared, and police suspect that Grace did not go missing of her own free will. Um, That's literally everything I could find. They don't have no suspects. There are no suspects. They don't know. um, They don't know where, like, who she was with. They don't have, like, that they've talked to a bunch of people. There's no reward. 
Um, her dad has since passed, but her mom moved with her daughter to, I think, Missouri. Oh, and it's so sad that she has a daughter, too. Yeah. Just. Yeah. That's tough. So, and her daughter was only six when she went missing. So it's like. Weird. Very weird. No sign of a struggle. So that's the police do say that they suspect that she did not go missing of her own free will so there must have been something but there was nothing that said what and again that's what makes this case so hard to really get behind and really like be like oh we're gonna solve this that was i mean that's all that's been released to the public that was eight bullet points and one of them was about jody who's in truth (laughs) so yeah okay sad yeah so that one is that one's tough um my second one is actually a request from my friend Ashley, um, who lives in Iowa. Um, and this is Ashley Oakland. Ashley Oakland was a 27-year-old real estate agent when she was murdered on April 8th, 2011. Ashley was showing a model home at Rutland Homes when she was murdered. Um, a Rutland Homes employee heard a commotion inside the house when they went to see what was going on, they found Ashley inside shot twice. She was still alive then. Oh, wow. So he, like, or he or she, like, literally Like, heard, heard the commotion it. and then was like, what in the world is going on? I'm assuming you're going to tell me if they saw anything. Um. So EMTs rushed Ashley to the hospital where she later died of her wounds. Um... She'd been a realtor since 2007 and worked at the company she was with, Iowa Realty, since 2010. So she'd only been with them for about a year. Okay. Um, from all accounts that I could find, she seemed like a really, like, sweet girl. Like, she was really into um, charity work and, and was working with, like, big brothers and big sisters of America where they, like, have a school-aged person that they kind of, right. like, mentor. Yeah. Um, and she was... Um, her family said she was passionate about helping children. Um, there's an all-inclusive playground in West Des Moines named after her. It's called, like, the um, Ashley Oakland Star Playground or something like that. Um, and it's, like, one of those playgrounds where, like, kids can, of, like, all right, I've abilities seen, yeah. can play on it. So it's got different like, kinds of swings for, for- like handicapped children and yeah and so um that's her family was like you know this is just the kind of person ashley was she was all inclusive and but the person who heard the commotion never saw anyone like leaving the scene no the only information that um police have is that there's no car in that like this makes no sense there was a black suv possibly a cadillac escalade and then there are like two or three names that keep popping up from witnesses and and people that they talk to but they have not released any of those names which makes sense yeah that that does make sense because like i just feel like this one since they like literally were like within minutes yeah somebody was there you would think this one would be easier to solve but yeah again like i'm not a 
cop, so I don't really know. But well, and it's not like there's a lack of trying. Police have interviewed around 500 people and followed nearly 900 leads Damn. since her death, and still there's nothing. You gotta think that she had a record of who she was like meeting with, and I you mean, th- could have been like a false name, but yeah, still, like, you would think. But, and and I'm wondering if maybe that like name is one of the names that keeps popping, popping up, up is like someone that was in like her phone or yeah you know because this was 2011 so she had a cell phone right it wasn't that long i mean 10 11 years at this point yeah um that's crazy there is a one hundred and fifty thousand dollar reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of ashley's murderer i i feel like this one can be solved i do too i have a good feeling about that one i do too um ashley's mom and her brother both say that they think ashley probably knew her killer because there was no struggle at the scene and that Ashley was like a super trusting person. But like why? Now I want to know why. Well, and also like I can see where they would think that, but also she was shot twice. So how much of a struggle are you going to put up if someone is holding a gun to you? Do we know where she was shot? I don't. But like personally, if it's just me, and an attacker with a gun. Yeah. I'm probably just going to do whatever they say. I'm not going to fight back unless I really think I have no other choice. I think I would fight because they tell you to fight, but... If they're trying to take me to a different location, then I'm going to fight. But if they're right. like, I'm going to uh, kill you if you don't give me all your money, I'd be like, take here. Have, just, my, I was my just wallet. wondering if like maybe <laughs> she didn't even see it coming. Yeah, and that's what I was wondering too. Um, So... I don't know. I And I did say, to be fair, like, her killer could have just surprised her because mm-hmm. she was shot twice. But we don't know if she was shot twice in the back, in the front, in yeah, the, that's, I was you know. Wondering, yeah. So, um, if you have any information on Ashley's murder, you can contact the police at 515-222-3344 or Crime Stoppers, so you can be anonymous at 515-223-1400. That one, I think we could. That one can get solved. I think so too. I think somebody knows something, and it's just a matter of getting them to talk. I feel like they may even be on the right path, but they don't have like enough. Enough, mm-hmm. maybe. I think you're right. Um, the thing that really is just like mind blowing to me though is like, you've talked to almost slash around five hundred people, and you don't have enough to make a conviction stick that I don't know it just seems like a lot of people to have talked to and still not really have anything that uh, that we know of I guess yeah I mean I guess like I said I don't really those people could have been zero help or there could be that's true you just know we don't know yeah that's true um okay so my next one is Lillian Huff Damaris um, she went missing from Mason City, Iowa on August 14th, 1952. Oh. Um, she was 31 at the time of her disappearance and left behind three young daughters aged six, four, and two. Um, at the time of her disappearance, Lillian, who often went by her middle name of Eileen. Was she a single mom? Yes. Okay. Um, she had been married four times, but her most recent husband had been killed in some sort of construction accident in oh, Minnesota. Sad. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to, from now on, I'm going to call Lillian Eileen because that's what she was going by. Okay. Um, 
she was working food services for a traveling carnival that was in Mason City at the time. Okay. So I don't know if she was living in Mason City or, and like just like happened to get this job while the traveling carnival was in town. What it makes it seem like to me. Yeah. But it doesn't I just, seem like she traveled with it. No, I didn't think so either. Especially if you've got kids, that would be really hard to yeah. do, I feel like. Um, so before she left for work on August 14th, she told her oldest daughter that they would all go out for dinner to celebrate her daughter's birthday. Eileen's car was found outside the carnival where she worked, but Eileen was never seen again. Um, on the charlieproject.com, Eileen was classified as endangered missing. Do you know what endangered missing means? I mean, it means no. either they're a minor or they are an adult with special needs or some sort of other disability. Okay. Um, I don't have any information about what that disability might have been. So it literally could have been like technically ADHD is considered a disability. Right. So it literally could have been ADHD, ADD, could have been bipolar. It could, it could have been really anything. anything. Um, so Eileen has been declared dead by her family, but they would still kind of like to know what happened to her, which I mean, she's been, it's been over 50 years. Yeah. So some 60, yeah, 60, 70. Yeah. 70 years now. You're right. Holy moly. That's crazy. The kids. I wonder how old her kids are now in their 70s. In, In their 70s, 76, 74 and 72. That's ish. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. So, um, her family would still like to know what happened to her. Obviously, I think I would too. Yeah. You know, if that was my parent, right. I think I would go to my grave wondering. Oh, for sure. Um, you just, I hope in cases like these, I just hope that if they do pass and not find answers, that they get those answers in an afterlife somehow yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah because you you and i come from a family that believes in the christian death cycle yeah where you die you go to heaven but yeah i see what you mean like just i always hope that (laughs) this is my hope is that when we die we just get to know the answers to everything that we wanted to know that would be really nice here's the thing Amelia Earhart's disappearance bugs the <laughs> shit out of me. I need to know what happened. What the hell happened, Emily? Is, did she die right away? I don't know. Is she? What, did she live on an island for a while? I don't know. It makes me so angry. I just can't even take it. Well, I, I need to know. Then yeah, one day you get to talk to Amelia and find out. I, I really. I'm sure better. she's popular up there. <laughs> Probably. She seemed like a really dope lady. I just need. To, it just drives me nuts. It's. But my point is, I just hope that. Yeah, I know. So these families, you if took they it, don't get answers on this, in this part of life, world, they get answers. Yeah. In whatever world they believe in happens after they die. Yeah. I like that you were being really sweet and I took it to like a... <laughs> weird. I'm like angry not about... Not weird, but like... <laughs> I'm like angry about not knowing about some random person's death. <laughs> or, or, or not well, death. Who knows? More than likely she's dead by now. Because she would have been really old at this point. Um, okay, so, um, I did see something on websleuths.com, I think .com, um, yeah, that she claimed that she might have gone missing of her own free will, but to me that doesn't really seem likely because she told her oldest daughter, we're gonna go, we're out, gonna go out for, for your dinner, birthday. for your birthday, 
And like you usually don't make plans with people if you know you're gonna just dip. Right. Unless you're being like really stealthy. But that seems just kind of unlikely to me. And then she also had three young kids and like I'm not saying all mothers don't, but most mothers don't just disappear on their children. I would agree with that. So um so the the one of the biggest things that could have impeded the search for Eileen um, is that she wasn't immediately reported missing by her family because her family was worried about her kids being taken away from them. So they just kind of like kept their mouth shut for, and I don't know how long, if it was a week, if it was a month, I, I don't know. But that also seems kind of weird to me. But then I remembered this was in the early 50s. So, I mean, I guess I could kind of understand that fear more, especially because three of her four ex-husbands were still alive so like would the family have assumed the daughters would go back to their dads or dad dad yeah that's a good question um and especially i understand the fear yeah it's it's unfortunate that they it they unfortunately (laughs) i'm trying to like not say this where people would take it the wrong way, but it's unfortunate they didn't report it right away because obviously it it hindered. Yeah, it definitely didn't help. But I definitely can understand why they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do too. And it's not like like some people might say, well, oh, the daughters could have said that they wanted to stay with their grandparents. Doesn't they were that way. two, four, and six. Sometimes it does when they're older. So like, you still have to get like permission from yeah from a court yeah. So like, if you're yeah, if you're in your teens and you know your parents are divorced and whatever. What did happen to the kids? Did they stay? I think they just stayed with the family. Um, I didn't see anything about them being taken or anything like that. But again, that's I mean that's all we have on Lillian Huff Damaris, who, if she if there was a chance of her being found alive, I think that's long past. I think so as well. She'd be like. In her 90s. But, I mean, it happens. It does. It could, but chances are. I mean, Betty White, God bless her soul. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> so, um, the last one that I have is Erin Possible, I think is how you say her last name. There's a, a lot of letters. <laughs> and they don't make a lot of sense together in my head, so... Um, Aaron went missing on June 3rd, 2001. So this is our most recent case. Well, oh no, second most recent. Yeah, Sorry. You had a 2011. Yeah, 2011. That's right. Um, Aaron was on her way to her friend's house, um, Britt, to go and watch a movie. And a friend of her brother's named Curtis Paget was the last person to have known to see him, see her. Because when she was leaving her house, he was also leaving her house. And he was like, hey, I will give you a ride over to Brits. And so he, Curtis said that he drove her over to the friend's house. And when nobody answered the door, um, Aaron started to come back to his car when a black Chevrolet Cavalier with tinted windows pulled up. Curtis told police that Aaron told him that the people in the car would give her a ride she got into the car, and that was the last that she was seen. Now, nobody else in the neighborhood claims to have seen this Chevrolet or even have seen Curtis's car in the neighborhood that day. Do we know if the family was actually home? 
Um, on one of the sources, it said that Brit had left to go get like popcorn and snacks, snacks and pop and whatever for the movie night, movie day. So I don't. It doesn't sound like anybody was home. Okay, so we can't corroborate for sure. Yeah, we can't verify that that she she didn't come and knock on the door. The fact that she wasn't home and that the guy didn't know that though kind of makes it seem like they didn't make it there yeah otherwise how would he have known that nobody was actually there yeah that's a good point um not saying i don't (laughs) believe the the other car theory yes story i should say so the the main reason that i am suspicious of curtis personally and i'm not saying that he did it I'm just saying that he is definitely a person of interest in my book. Okay. Um, is because a former classmate of his said that Curtis had been bullied when he was in middle school. Um, he was just kind of like a weird, quiet, like, you know, just a, just different from the other kids kind of kid. Um, but once he hit high school, um, he would have violent and sudden aus- outbursts when somebody would upset him. So, like, the example that was given in the article I read was that um, they were taking a test one day and someone behind him, like, walked past his chair and, like, accidentally kicked it as he was walking by. And he, like, jumped out of his chair and, like, screamed, like, don't fucking hit my chair. What the fuck? And just, like, lost his shit. Now, I'm sorry. Did you say this was her brother's brother's friends friends. yes curtis was one of her brother's friends do we know how old he was at this point i don't okay i mean old enough to drive right so and how old was she again sorry um she was i want to say 12 she's she i think she was like 12 okay 12 or 14 how do i not have this that's really annoying um swear i had that i just I mean sorry that's okay I'm trying to process in my head just like my thoughts we'll process them out loud for the podcast (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like I mean I'm a little suspicious of him too yeah just like um the fact that she it just makes me sad because she like trusted him yeah and it was like her brother's friend and obviously like her brother trusted him yeah um okay nope she was 15 sorry yeah 15 so um yeah i don't know and just the fact that in my head what could have happened and again i am not saying this is what happened but a scenario that plays out for me is that he makes a move on her she rejects him he snaps right i mean that's taylor's oldest time yeah but we don't know um and then also another weird thing about curtis is that one of his neighbors later on ends up being found murdered and that has not been solved either so two people around him happened to end up dead or disappeared disappeared. Mm -hmm. because you we haven't found no we haven't found aaron so i don't know just a theory (laughs) um let's see uh, another little issue about this case um, that could make it hard to solve is, you know, since Curtis told police that Aaron seemed to know the people in the car, mm-hmm. um, they 
classified her disappearance as a runaway situation, but her family has always said, no, 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 that's, she's not a runaway. Well, it just doesn't make sense. You go to your friend's house expecting to have a movie day. Yep. She just happens not to be home at that moment. Yep. And then you happen if some people, you know, happen to drive by, you get in their car and then you just decide to run away. Like that. Yeah. There's no, that like, it just that logically doesn't make sense to me no and her family said that the the biggest reason they don't believe this is because um she didn't take any of her stuff with her specifically something that her mom called a day timer which is what we would call a planner oh, okay. and i don't know if that's like a geographical like an name difference or like that's just what her family called them but um her mom said that she took it with her everywhere and that her daughter was super social and there's no way that she would just vanish and like not be in contact with her friends at least. And the least. thing is too, I wonder if they had that like planner mm-hmm. and they saw, okay, she had plans this day, this day, this day, this day. Yeah. Why would she yeah. make plans if she was planning to run away? Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, she's 14 at this age. 15. 15 yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> She's 15 at this point and it's not like most 15 year olds are criminal masterminds that are going to be like, I'm going to leave all of this stuff that makes it look like I didn't run away. That was like, that would be like a teenager today taking off without their cell phone. Right. Like it just didn't happen. Right. Um, and then her mom also said that her backpack clothes and makeup was all still at the house too. Okay. And like, I don't know about you, but 15 year old Danielle did not go anywhere without, black eyeliner on her top and bottom (laughs) i wouldn't have brought it with me (laughs) per se but if i was planning to run away yeah if you're planning on running away that's what i'm saying like there's no way Um, that i wouldn't have had sparkly goop on my eyelids and (laughs) yeah i'm just gonna say no go on the runaway theory yeah that's where i'm at too um i hate that stupid theory I know it's so frustrating. I mean, I know, I and I know there's probably plenty of cases that we don't talk about, obviously, where it happens, where it does happen. Yeah, exactly. But it's just annoying. Well, and th- that and the having to wait for twenty four hours to forty eight hours. hours for like an adult is infuriating. Yeah. Because there's literally a TV show called The I First Forty Eight. We talked about this. Like it just, ugh, it just irks me. But. As you know, in Minnesota, we don't have to wait right. if we go missing as adults. So if you don't hear from me in 20, for 24 hours, you better report my ass missing. <laughs> well, I just stalk your find a friend. That's Although sometimes what, yeah. you don't show up. Really? Yeah, you're like unavailable or something. That's weird. I know. Well, two of my friends also have me on find my friends. So if you can't see me, text Someone one of them. Might. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then another early lead suggested that a Chicago game called ghost town was responsible for her um disappearance but um nothing came of that like they went and found this like gang and like like talked to them and were like the police did they were like yeah i know but what (laughs) how did you get to that that's that was in this my sources i'm not talking like you specifically but i'm talking like no a, go- a gang from Chicago decided to come to Iowa? I don't I don't think they're as far apart as you think. Well, no. I know Iowa but and Chicago are they're fair, fairly close. But still, Chicago's on the other side of the state. That's true. So even, you would still have to drive across Illinois. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, just telling you what I know. <laughs> I'm sure they were like, 
what no i'm wondering if maybe like that group was known for like driving that kind of car was this in mason city did you say no it was in um the last one was in mason city yeah um shoot where was this one (laughs) cedar rapids cedar rapids iowa okay so that is i want to say nor northeast corner i can double check if i remember correctly but I think, still i mean I, that still doesn't I think make any sense i still don't i think you're right though um it, you should see how far it is to chicago okay so it's kind of it's like by the nose of so iowa like, yeah almost northeast corner from chicago right yeah so it would have been of course it's thinking like a three almost four hour drive that just i mean i'm sure they had a reason of how they got there but yeah i would that, really like to know that seems like a really long drive to just kidnap one person yeah and like we don't know of anybody else who went missing that day right so. weird okay or around that time at least i'm gonna go with a no-go on that one as well <laughs> um okay so in 2002 a reliable source so like a family friend or someone that knew um aaron really well said that they saw aaron in the back of a car with illinois license plates um the tip was reported to cedar rapid police but could not be verified but if there was tinted windows on the car how would you see someone in the car i mean not necessarily the same car i don't know um, that was on the website that her family runs. Um, and the family was like, we believe this person completely mm. because... Was like, it the same day that she went missing? Or no. just like randomly? No. Um, she went missing in 2001. This was so in 2002. So a year later, mm-hmm. they, ha- they think they saw her. They're like 99.9% sure positive that they saw her. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Emily's face. It was, it was the mm-hmm, okay kind of face. I don't... I don't know about that because like that why yeah and also like if you personally in 2002 I already had a cell phone so if I saw someone who went missing and I was like I am 100% sure that's who it is my ass would be writing down that license plate, plate number. number. I'd be standing there and calling the police. I would not, I would follow them. follow them. Yeah, I would not lose that car. So uh, the family seems to really believe them, which I can understand because they're still clinging to that hope, especially because it was only a year later. I'm not saying that that person doesn't believe what they saw yes. is true. Yeah. I'm saying I just don't it just lo- just like it doesn't make sense to you logically doesn't make sense mm-hmm. yeah i'm with you because then that would support the places like what runaway theory yeah basically but the family saying she's or, not a runaway or that she was kidnapped and was being held and she's like just hang and they risk driving around with her i mean fear can really fuck with people no but like the people who kidnapped her yeah i know they would think that she'd be seen Maybe not in Iowa. Maybe they didn't think in Illinois it was an issue. We don't know where they saw they her. They just said Illinois plates, though. Yeah, but I don't know where they saw it. I don't know if they saw the plates in Illinois. I don't know if they saw the plates in Iowa. I don't know. I don't know. This one just... I think it's... Mean, yeah, I think it's a little far-fetched, yeah, my, too. And I am... Again, I'm not saying they they don't believe what they saw was true. Well, and... I'm sure they full-heartedly do. And a lot of times, like, I cannot tell you the number of times 
I've had people tell me, oh, you look like my cousin. Oh, you look like my brother's girlfriend. Oh, you look like my aunt. That one's happening more often now that I work with young children and I'm old. (laughs) You look like my aunt. I'm like, great. Thank you so much. (laughs) But like, so I'm I'm not saying that like they definitely didn't see her, but it's obviously a possibility that they didn't actually see her and just, especially from the back of a car. So, I can understand why the family would believe it. I can understand why they would believe it. But. Um, yeah, I mean, 100%. I'm just saying, it's, I don't it, it's know hard. I believe it. Yeah, it's hard to say, like, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, I'm with you. So, those are my four cases. Um, I really, shockingly, use the same two sources for most of these. And then um, I had, so, iowacoldcases.org. Um, the Charlie Project, the Des Moines Register, and Aaron Popsel is missing. dot org. Can and I then say I my had, theory though? Yeah. On the last one, really quick. Before yeah. We move on. Yeah, yeah. I think the guy drove her to the friend's house. She knocked on the door. They weren't there. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Okay, come back in. I'll give you a ride home." And then he was either like well do you want to hang out with me we can have a movie day blah 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 whatever and then something happens there so you and that's th- how he knew that they weren't there okay because i think that they actually went to the house she wasn't there she came back and then something happened after that okay so you think that the car the second car was just like a no-go completely yeah okay that's, that's kind of what theory. i'm at too and it's just a theory not yeah yeah i'm just my opinion yeah we're definitely not saying that he's guilty we're just saying that if we were the police (laughs) that's where we would be looking yeah so i just want to make sure that no one gets mad at (laughs) us i know i know know. (laughs) that's yeah those are sad i mean a lot of i feel like iowa has a lot of missing people that's what i said to i was talking to ashley last night and i was like um Iowa has a lot of missing people. And I was like, maybe you should move back to Minnesota because we have less missing people. And she goes, um, I don't think that's true, but okay. Yeah. I mean, it just, <laughs> I just want all my like... friends to move back to Minnesota because all my friends live in other states. <laughs> just feels like a lot. Yeah. And, and the fact that so many of them are just missing and like not, you know. Unsolved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in this one, Ashley um was murdered oakland was murdered but it is you're right it's an unsolved so that one i like i still out of all of them i think that one's gonna get solved that one so i think the order of ability to be solved would be ashley and then aaron and then um grace grace yep and and then then eileen slash lillian yeah yeah i agree the only reason i say the the lillian slash eileen one is going to be hard is because it's so old at this point. Most people who are around might not even be around mm-hmm. that were around then. That yeah. would know something might not even be around now. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I totally get it. And like, even if they do find her like remains, it could be really difficult to determine that those are her remains because it's been so long at this point. Yeah. I mean, miracles happen. Well, they, they found Jacob Wetterling after, what, 20-some years? Yep. So, it could happen, but I'd just be... That one would be really surprising to me. 
I hope all of them get answers. Me too. It's just so sad, like to have to live in that limbo as a family and just of imagine. never knowing. I don't want. I don't even oh, want. God, it'd be terrible. Um, you want me to? do You got the socials. Yeah, Midwest Madness, the group on Facebook, mm-hmm. MW Madness podcast on Instagram. And then that's our Gmail as well. And yes. then Danielle's been doing Twitter under the same name. I think so. That we think. So. And like by doing Twitter, I like. Barely. Twice a month. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> um, I'm trying. Anything else? Uh, happy birthday to us. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to us. And um, thanks for sticking around or joining us for this episode. And don't forget. To rate. Yes. Rate and review I'm on apple podcast and send us a screenshot okay other than that we hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you next tuesday bye